everybody, welcome back to another episode. I'm Rob. I'm Caleb. And this is Everybody, everybody in, in the, the Conference, conference room. room. Oh, baby, in the same room. Yep. Together, reunited. Caleb we Paul. are in person. And I think this desk is maybe six. Man, I don't know. <laughs> it's got some. We got it's, some. Good, it's, yeah, we're across distance. from each other. That's all right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I love. Normally, f- I sit in Rob's lap. So. That's right. So we're 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 distancing even for us. Yeah. So it's good. <laughs> I love uh, that we were able to just get that intro. Yeah, dude. I was uh, <laughs> when you were like, "Here we go." I was like, "Wait, am I going to do a fake Andy one?" <laughs> like, I'm Andy. <laughs> yeah, you're you're obviously noting that uh, noticing that Andy is not here. Uh, our kids. Yeah. Okay, so this is the realities of podcasting, people. Yeah, our kids would just not freaking calm down tonight. Yeah, they. I think they're still in California time. Yeah. So, uh, before we get into that, real quick, as always, guys, thank you so much for listening and uh, supporting the show. Make sure wherever you get your podcasts that you subscribe, and if you leave us a review on iTunes and it's a five star, we'll read it live on the air. Make sure you tell a friend about the show. As always, uh, super helpful to do that. And make sure you check us out at Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/AnOfficePod. Three bucks a month gets you access to the after party at Poor Richards. Uh, we're talking bonus audio content, and tonight we're going to talk workplace accidents. Yes, that's <laughs> that's right. Workplace follies. Mine involves blood, dude. Mine Does yours involves involve blood? blood as well. Excellent. Yeah, there's going to be blood. There will be blood. Yeah, so. there will be blood. Great movie. <laughs> so come on over and uh, give it a listen. And also, as always, I want to say thank you to our assistant to the regional manager talking about that $20 patron, Mr. Brian Kevesso. Well done, Sir Brian. Indeed, indeed. Now, uh, Caleb. Yes. Do you realize <laughs> that it's been 49 days since we've released an episode. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, for the, everybody that's hung on this long, I love you so much. Yeah, we really uh, appreciate Mom, it. I know you're not out there, so yeah, whatever. Um, no, yeah, it's been so long. We were just talking about this. We got to shake the rust off right here, man, and uh, get back out to bat, you know? A little bit. So there's, I mean, it's been, you know, COVID-19, of course, uh, in Utah, it's actually like stepped up its game a little bit here. Yeah, it's going the wrong way. So <laughs> it's like when it. you uh, you're parking a car in California on a slope and you forget <laughs> to put it in park, and then you get out of the car and you're like, "Wait a second. It's getting away from you. That is an old lady that's running over. <laughs> that's figurative and real because Dang old it. people are dying. So oh, downer. Yeah, it's uh, not good. <laughs> but so we, I feel like we were keeping it consistent when all this happened. But uh, I mean, you went on vacation. Yeah. We went on vacation. Yeah. And uh, things... Wait, we got to clarify here. It sounds like we're like jet setting. (laughs) We both traveled in our vehicles, stopping minimally to go stay with family in quarantine. Yeah, that's true. In California and Texas. I just wanted it to sound sexier than it was, but... (laughs) No, I was in Sri Lanka, so it was was all good. You you went to Bowie, didn't you? Went to Bowie. Oh, baby. Bowie Tejas. Got the Burger Kitchen, (laughs) Beanie Burger. Was it everything you dreamed it would be? It was even better than that, so... I was uh, was very sick by the time we left Bowie. It was good. Had to stop get Rolaids. So what? Why? Just the food? I just oh my gosh, yeah. Is there you, good food in Bowie? There's okay. So there's Bowie's very small, but there's um like what what's cool about small town Texas is like neighboring really small towns also have like great hole in the wall yeah. joints. Oh, for and sure. So, for like, sure. We may drive like thirty five minutes one day to like eat at this barbecue shack that oh. everybody has smoked in for the last 80 years i bet it's so good and it's the best barbecue you've ever had <laughs> and you're like i don't even care if i'm getting nicotine poisoning through my skin right now so <laughs> oh when you say they smoked in you meant oh i mean like cigarettes like they're just... smoking that meat no it's 2020 they don't know <laughs> uh, and so uh yeah there's lots of good food in and around buoy um but yeah i uh, 
of course eat like crazy while we're there. So what's the what's the situation in a, in in small town Texas? Are people wearing masks and like taking it seriously, or what's that like? <laughs> no, you know, definitely not. <laughs> um, which was hard for us, you know, coming from Salt Lake. It's a pretty big you know city to yeah. live in, and then masks are mandatory now. Yeah, going to towns of five six thousand people, and everybody's like, "No, coronavirus isn't real," and I'm like, "What?" And then, uh, yeah, so that's fun. Excellent. Um, but yeah, we made it back safe. We've been back now for, for two weeks and luckily no symptoms or, or anything like that. So we were very cautious when we were stopping and washing hands, wearing masks, wearing gloves and all that good stuff that, that everybody should be doing. So it was, it was fun though. It was good to see, good to see family and friends in Texas and played a lot of golf. So you're, I didn't know you're a golfer, dude. I love golf all of a sudden for some reason. <laughs> I did play in high school for two years, but it was mostly to like leave school for the day. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I know I'm going to get out of school all day and I'm at least going to get a McDonald's. Uh, and so <laughs> I used to play on the golf team for those purposes, but yeah, I've uh, started to play recently again and it's been, it's been a good time. So you're, uh, you, so you're, are you good? Like, are you decent at golf? I'm a bogey golfer. I'm mostly Excellent. there for the hangs, you know? That's not bad though. I mean, yeah. That's not bad at all. I'm, I play bogeys. I will say that Caleb Pohl coming back from his vacation brought me a bottle. Oh yes, sir. Rock and rise slow and low. Oh my We might be gosh. sipping on some right now. It is. It was delicious. Mm. I'll tell you what. I you looked. hear that ASMR people? That's right. that? Oh, whiskey rock. Oh. <laughs> Dude, I looked in, I looked all over California while I was there. I even spent a little bit of time in Nevada when I was on the road. Yeah. Nowhere. I will tell you the place I did not stop. Costco liquor? No, I even looked there. Oh. <laughs> which like, I miss the best. I didn't realize the crazy amount of stuff they have at Costco in California because they don't have that in Utah. Oh you my can't gosh. do it here. This is why it makes me so bad about living in Utah is that everything is state run. And so like it's we, crazy. we miss out on Costco liquor it and was it's insane. the best. I, I, I've been in a Costco in California a hundred times. Yeah. I never noticed because it just, I was probably younger and it didn't matter. Yep. I decided to just peruse that aisle. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Another one that will blow your mind. Trader Joe's has crazy yes, yes. good okay, liquor. Yeah. Yeah. And we it's hit, like $6. <laughs> I looked at Trader Joe's. I looked at Costco. I looked at all kinds of places. Even when I was in Nevada, I looked around. The one place I did not stop, the old sin bin. Oh, I did not stop in Wendover. Come I, on now. I had to drive on through. Uh, and it's okay. It's a blink in an eye. That's probably you know? where I would have got it. But dang it. Wendover. Dude. That's right. That's where... You go to get away, but also go to forget that you're there. <laughs> so come to Wendover. That's awesome. That's their that's their town slogan. That's the slogan. Yeah, come here to forget that you're here. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! All right, guys. Well, hey, let's jump in here uh, tonight. Daryl takes safety seriously. Kevin wants to bet. Michael is bummed out, and Dwight is an ignorant slut. <laughs> <laughs> this is safety training, season three, episode nineteen of The Office. All right, so as the episode opens, uh, it's an amazing it's an amazing day. Yep. Andrew Bernard has arrived back at the office. The comeback. The That's comeback right. kid. That's right. He uh, he is Drew now, by the way. <laughs> yeah. He wants to be <laughs> we'll known see. as Drew. We'll see. <laughs> but he says he says, Okay, I I did five weeks of anger management. Uh, he finished early. Uh, Jim when he comes in, he he kinda like introduces himself to everybody. He lets people know, Oh no, it's Drew. It's Drew now. Yeah. 
And when Jim sees him, hey, welcome back, Andy. Uh, it's true. It's true now. No, I'm not going to call you that. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, uh, well, I can't control what you do. I can only control what I do. Oh he says, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Drew. <laughs> he is, he's putting the anger management to the test. And it seems like it's stuck. Yeah. It's I right. mean, he's very calm. Oh, man. Um. Dwight, however, has decided to shun Andy for three years. <laughs> and he says that it's like being, sl- it's like slapping in the fa- him in the face with silence. Yes, which is, I want to point out in this episode, you get right off the bat that Dwight's going to shun Andy. I don't think they communicate more in any other episode than exactly. in the episode where Dwight is shunning Andy. <laughs> and Dwight, but Dwight lets us know, he like kind of lets us in on this, this idea of shunning. He says... That he was basically shunned from age four to six because he threw away the excess oil in a can of tuna. Well, that's just good parenting. That's oh what that gosh. is. You've got to have standards in your home that's and right. raise your kids the correct way. So, what do you what do you do with tuna oil? I don't, that's what <laughs> I didn't even stop to ask that question. No, let's let the Google what machine. What is tuna oil used for? Let's let the Google machine answer this. I'm gonna just Google randomly. What can you do with tuna oil? It can't be for like much outside of cooking. Oh, you're not gonna believe this. Is it something insane for like roosters? This is from lifehacker.com. Oh, so we know it's real. <laughs> Don't throw away the oil from fancy cans of tinned fish. And this is from this year. This is from 2020. <laughs> yes. If you're buying canned fish, stop. First oh of all. Oh my gosh. Okay. What's it say? It is saying, uh, let's see. Oh my gosh. Okay. She says, I am however... Uh, she says, I, again, uh, it was good. I am, I am not as obsessed with fancy canned tuna as I thought I would be. I am, however, absolutely enthralled with the oil it came packed in. I realize this statement has Dwight Schrute vibes. That's what it (laughs) says in the article. Um, but she's talking about like using it to like caramelize onions and like cooking the onions in this fish oil. I know what tuna oil's for. Tell me. For killing Carol Baskin's husband. Oh. That's what it's used for. That's where, they, that's where they ship it. Whacked. <laughs> Have you seen that thing on TikTok? Yes. You uh, <laughs> you told me about it. I've had looked it up. Oh, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, she's talking about... She's even talking about, like, warming olives in the dang fish oil. And that's a quote, ladies and gentlemen. That actually, okay. I do love olives. I do love tuna. I would probably try that. There you go. It makes sense. Dang right. it, Dwight. Keep that fish oil, baby. That's right. Keep that's it. Right. Um... So, uh, as J- Dwight is deciding that he's going to shun Andy, yes. he w- needs Jim to explain <laughs> to explain to Andy that he's being shunned. Well, Andy's standing right next to yeah. him. <laughs> Jim, can you tell Andy that I'm shunning him? And uh, but Jim decides to tell Andy that he needs a hug. <laughs> Dwight needs a hug, and that he knows no facts about bears. <laughs> And he says, wait, Jim, tell him that's not true. Tell him that's not true. And Jim's like, ah, too far. Too far. And then doesn't Dwight just look at him and say, damn you. <laughs> damn you. Doesn't he even say something like, tell him that they can climb faster than they can run, Jim. Tell yeah, him. He's, he's <laughs> stating a bear fact while saying that he doesn't know anything about bears. Oh, my gosh. Um so it's going to, we find out that today's going to be safety training day and that it's going to be ran by Toby. Which oh yeah, I feel like Tobes could run a good safety day, right? 
Yeah, Toby is who you picture of when you think of somebody in an HR training. You're like, oh, great. Yeah, here we go. He's going to have a PowerPoint. Uh, he didn't even have a PowerPoint in this one. No. Dang this it, Toby. He's done this so many times. He knows where we're at. <laughs> this is fifth year in. We're, we're running solid. That's right. But uh, Michael decides that he is going to take the crew down to the warehouse to be a part of Daryl's training. Yes. To which he also says... It's going to be zoppity. It's going to be zoppity. <laughs> I don't know if we're there yet, but <laughs> which is a throwback to when Daryl went with Mike to, to get, get the raise, his raise right? and he said, <laughs> he said, use that new, uh, new black man phrase I showed you. <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, what is it? Bippity boppity, give me the zoppity. Give me that zoppity. Oh, which is gosh. a throwback to that episode. So love it. It's going to be zoppity, Michael. It's going to be zoppity. Um, they get downstairs and they are taking a look at the forklift. Um, you need a license to drive it. Michael is insinuating that he could drive it. And if Pudge can drive it, why can't I? <laughs> what was her name again? Her name is Madge. Madge. <laughs> but later in the episode, he also calls her Patch. Patch. <laughs> so I don't know. Oh my gosh. And Daryl basically lets us know that uh, they're supposed to do this safety training once a year or after they have an accident. Yep. And they just turned out that they had an accident. They've never made it a year. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And what we find out is that the accident they have, because we see that Daryl is on crutches Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he kind of explains that he was reaching for a high box on a ladder. Michael came and kicked the ladder. <laughs> and this is one of my favorite moments because Daryl is explaining the story so seriously. Yeah. He he says, I was reaching for the high box. Michael came. He kicked the ladder and said, and then it cuts to Michael and he's just losing his mind. <laughs> hey, Daryl, how's it hanging? <laughs> <laughs> he still thinks it's funny. He oh still thinks it's a good gosh. joke. So that's that's how you know we're on track. So he just like... The dude just like fell and like busted his leg. Yeah. Which is crazy. If you look at the picture of the warehouse, it's like, it's pretty tall. Well, I feel like, okay, if you pulled a joke on somebody like that and they're like hanging there. Yeah. Like maybe that's a little, like I could see Taryn like, like kind of like cutting it up in the warehouse. That could be funny. But if it legitimately falls and like breaks a leg and is on crutches, (laughs) aren't you going to be like, yeah, that was a little rough. Yeah. That's like, (laughs) are we calling the cops or what do we do now? He's uh, he's going to get fired. We got it. We're going to do some HR training. (laughs) Uh, So after they wrap up the uh, forklift training, um, they're now moving on to the Baylor. Baylor? I hardly know her. (laughs) I tried to use those er jokes so much and Ferris's grandma did not appreciate it in Texas. So... I uh, still made made a lot, so whatever, oh you know. Gosh. That's awesome. She just doesn't get the humor. Yeah. It's a generational thing. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a gap. <laughs> oh it's a knowledge gap. There you go. Uh, well, they're in the middle of the Baylor training, and we cut to Kevin, and he is just kind of, this whole thing is boring for him. And he is interested in making some bets. He wants to bet <laughs> with Jim. my man, Kev. That's right. Uh, they're They're trying to get odds on everything. Uh, in the meantime, Michael is trying to find any way that he possibly can to touch the baler <laughs> and a reason he could use it. And Dwight is Dwight. I mean, sorry. Uh, Daryl is just really laying it on thick. Like you do not want to touch this thing. It'll crush a grown man and won't even think twice, but it's funny because as he is like saying this to Michael and as he is like running Michael down, yeah, 
Dwight is behind him sticking his head into the bear. Like, <laughs> he's just checking it out. Yeah. Although I feel like if there's anybody upstairs who has any sort of intimate connection with a bailer. Oh, Dwight's your man. Dwight's the man. For sure. For sure. Uh, now the, the training downstairs in the warehouse has wrapped up. Everybody's going back upstairs and Toby has the floor. He's going to run the training upstairs. And the warehouse guys have decided to join up there as well. Yeah. And so downstairs we're talking about like, you know, working the the forklift and the bailer will like take your head. It'll take your arm off. And yeah. like, won't even think twice. And so Toby, uh, there's some real dangers upstairs too. Yeah. We're going to talk about carpal tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> the real killers. That's right. The silent killers. That's right. The si- uh, you know, y- you might want to get up and take a walk to help your circulation. <laughs> um, the, uh, the eye strain from your computer. Yeah. And Michael is, he's like, he's trying to add some color. Yeah. And you can tell he's, he's getting frustrated. Like, so Toby's in the middle of the room, Michael's sitting on the front desk behind him. And you can watch Michael in this episode, get visibly frustrated at how lame Toby is sounding. And he gets up on his feet and is like, yeah, yeah. So Toby, isn't it also true that computers can just explode? (laughs) And everybody's like, no, no, I've never even, I've never even heard of that happening. Um, talks about it getting drafty. You know, you might uh, you might want to bring a sweater or a cardigan. Yeah. Uh, or I think he says bring a sweater. Somebody says, what about a cardigan? He's like, man, <laughs> anything warm. <laughs> We're a cardigan-free office, all right? Gosh. Anything that warms you. Yeah. Um, so uh, they're talking about low light and a, I believe he says a sedimentary lifestyle. <laughs> Uh, and it's at this point that uh, one of the dudes in the warehouse, I can't remember his name. Dang. Sea monster. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's exactly. There you go. Uh, Kelly calls him the sea monster. He, uh, you know, he's making fun of Michael and saying like, man, that's, you know, you know, sedimentary lifestyle, man. That's fat butt disease, Michael. You got a fat butt. Yeah, you fat got a butt. fat butt. <laughs> um, oh. Kelly calls him a sea monster. Um, the, they, they try to tell Ryan that he needs to get her under control and he turns and says, you've insulted the gentleman. <laughs> Which is the most Ryan move. <laughs> Staring at a dude that's like 6'2", 320, like uh, Kelly, you've insulted the gentleman. You need to apologize. Yeah. Uh, so the warehouse crew starts to walk out. Yep. And it's at this point where Michael is kind of like, hey man, like we didn't walk out on yours. And Daryl says, our training was real, Michael. This... This is foolishness. One of my favorite words. <laughs> Shenanigans. <laughs> Shenanigans. You live a nerfy life. <laughs> Sitting on your biscuit, never having to risk it. Oh, oh my God. Just spitting knowledge. <laughs> spitting truth and wisdom at Michael. I know. Oh my gosh. And I love Michael's responses. Nerf's not cool anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's like, it's nerf or nothing, That's I thought. Right. What happened That's to that? Right. He's got a tattoo to prove it. Nerf or nothing, man. <laughs> And uh, we go to a talking head where, you know, Michael makes it pretty clear. Hey, you know, I've worked in a warehouse too. Men's warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see Daryl keep that job. Right. <laughs> Welcome to men's warehouse. We have a sale on ties today. <laughs> you have to be nice to people, I think is what he says. Oh He's such a, such a kid. So uh, as we come back, though, uh, there's this crew of folks uh, with Jim and uh, Kevin they have taken this betting thing seriously. Like they're going to have some fun with this. Yeah. And so now they're betting on the little jelly bean 
container on yes. Pam's desk. Um, and I think Kevin even is like, they're like, how many are in there, Kevin? And he's like, 10. <laughs> he says at least 10. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you want to go with 10? He's like, 10. <laughs> oh and as soon as they start counting, it's like five seconds later, it's like 10. Kevin's out. <laughs> Dang. Uh, I love this episode so much, by the way, because it's so much like office betting, which mm-hmm. is, it hits home for me. Oh, really? They always say, yeah. You always more. say when you're leading a team, you know, you, you influence sure. character. <laughs> now I've got a bunch of like degenerate blackjack people on my team at oh, work. Baby. All we do is talk about blackjack. And when we were in the office, we we're like, did you go last weekend? Oh. What, what happened? <laughs> did you hit the Royal match? How many times did you hit Royal match? And so this, 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 this is a great episode. That's I just amazing. Loved it. So I was like, I just want to do this at work now. I yeah. want to see what I can bet on. You just want to bet on everything. Yeah. Uh, Jim wins the jelly bean bet. And Kevin is kind of not feeling that he points out that jim is has been at reception for years he says hours <laughs> he's like jim's up here for hours <laughs> and hours and uh i did note that karen sort of hears this and she notices oh yeah she takes that to heart that, she's hearing it yeah um so michael is in his office he is uh comparing things like so earlier they're talking about like, you know, oh, the low light and stuff. It can yeah. cause seasonal disorder or depression. Yeah. So he's in his office comparing depression to the baler. <laughs> Which, of course. Totally. Yeah. Could draw a line there. Depression will take a man's arm off and it will not even <laughs> think twice. <laughs> the metaphysical arm. Exactly. That's right. That's right. Um, and he is, he's kind of thinking through the training. He's like, well, the warehouse training was so much better. It had visual aids. You know, and he's saying like, it's like when you go to a science museum, like they don't just tell you like, you know, oh, this is like, like you go to a science museum, you put your hand on a metal ball, your hair stands up, boom, I know science. (laughs) (laughs) I laugh so hard at this scene because that's how he literally thinks, you know, science is like touching the Tesla type ball with like the plasma. You know what I mean? And there you go. You know, science, you know, science just like that. That's all it takes. Uh, so then Michael and Dwight, they're, they're in the office and they're scheming. They're trying to come up with what they, how they can make this better. Um, and Michael, he, he's asking the question, like, do you know what our real killer is? And I love Dwight's response. Wolves. (laughs) Which I wanted to Google and I just got to know how many people a year do you think die from wolf attacks? Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to go, I'm going to say, okay. How many people a year die from wolf attacks? I'm going to say. 75. Okay. Um, if it's more than see. that, that's crazy. Well, I'll just say this data has not been updated since 2015. So we got five years of wolf attacks that no one cares about people. This is serious. <laughs> this is okay. This article is horrible. I'm going to go to a different source. This is also from the Dodo. So I don't oh, know you, if th- that works. You've never read the Dodo? Is it true? It is absolutely a, no, I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, it sounds like the onion, but for idiots like me. There you go. It's the most reliable news source. Okay. I'll just say looking at the Wikipedia, it's one about every five years. One? So, yeah. There was one in 2010. There was one in 05, 96, 89. It's almost like a pattern. Whoa. The wolves are coming. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They're like every six and a half years. <laughs> it's our time. It's our time, guys. We're rising up. The wolves are coming back. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait. They okay. tried to kill us in Game of Homes oh with that logo. 
<laughs> they put us up back as a lion. Okay, sorry. I mean, Liam Neeson. What year did what what year? What was that movie called? The Forgotten. Uh, where he like fights the wolves. Where he fights the, the wolves. Tundra. Yeah, with the with the bottles on his hand. <sighs> I can't remember. Crap. Some Liam Neeson ass kicking movie like he's Liam always in. Neeson wolves fight. <laughs> oh, it's called the Gray. I've googled that a lot. <laughs> Exactly. It's like, this is a popular search today. That was Liam tw- Neeson wolf fight. Okay, it's that, him actually boxing a wolf. I know, for real. Okay, but that was 2012. How okay. many deaths have we had since 2012? None. There's, exactly. There's been no new, no Ex- new deaths. You know why? The wolves saw that. You know why? Yeah. <laughs> At the wolf drive-in, they were like, we got to watch out for this now. They figured out some sort of defense system with their human hands, right. and it hurts. They figured out They figured out our one weakness, glass. <laughs> How are they going to get glass up here? There's no stores. We're in oh Alaska. I just, I, this is not going to age well. Yeah. But not. in this recording, two and a half minutes ago, I said 75 people a year <laughs> die from wolf attacks. <laughs> oh my gosh. Dang it. I'm uh, giving the wolves way too much credit. <laughs> yeah. They're like, no, those are rookie numbers. I got to pump those numbers up. I know. And I'm just thinking like there's people who are going on hikes. Yeah. There's people camping. Could they, you know, run into the alpha? They might. I can't. I seventy five people. That was such a dumb guess. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. I will say that all the attacks are like the last one was in Alaska. This one was in Saskatchewan. Oh, there Canada, you go. and then Ontario. So it's all north of the border. Stay, yeah, stay in stay the U.S. In, yeah, stay in the real U.S. Alaska. Yeah, get out of here. Get them with a freaking handholding with Russia. <laughs> all right, we're sick of it. No wonder. Uh, so yeah, the real killer wolves. Uh, Michael says, no, we need visual aids to which, uh, Dwight, I think it says, how about a depression quilt? (laughs) (laughs) Which is like, it's not funny, but it's like something that happens at therapy. I think is like, I don't know, but I was like, what's a depression quilt? Well, wasn't the, wait, okay, let's, we got to Google this depression quilt. I thought, and this is a generational thing. I thought a depression quilt was like something to do with the great depression. We're going to look so dumb. I know we we sound so stupid, but. Oh, um, oh my gosh! Hang I on. just I'm laughing at how serious Dwight is answering Michael in season three. I know, and he still doesn't know. <laughs> oh yeah, here you go. Okay, the depression quilt block. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So it's a it's a, like a it's like a way it's like a style. Mm-hmm. So it says the depression quilt block was likely created during the time known as the Great Depression in the 20th century. Therefore, it seems likely that this block was made using quilter's scrap fabric stash. So the mm. sample block is made in that fashion using a variety of both light and dark fabrics. So it it's has like a like, mishmash. Like a patchwork. Yeah. Great Depression. All right. There you go. Learn something too. Got it. See, who said you weren't going to learn something listening to this show? <sighs> My mom. You, you've learned. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I love you, mom, if you're listening. <laughs> you learned what a depression quilt is and that not a lot of people die from wolves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel much more confident in myself as a person around wolves now. I might just do some trash talk and next time I go down to the Hogel Zoo. There you go. What's there up, dude? Go. What's up? You got nothing. You haven't, you haven't killed one of us since 2010. <laughs> it's been 10 years. What happened to your six and a half year pattern? Oh, my gosh. Um, then Michael gets a brilliant idea and he tells Dwight to call the toy store. When we come back, there is a trampoline set up in the parking lot. <laughs> this is why we called the toy store. Oh my gosh. There's a trampoline set up in the parking lot. Michael is on the roof. And he is kind of working through what they're going to do. He's going to explain depression and suicide. He's going to jump off the roof onto the tramp and ta freaking da. 
That's exactly how it will go in his head. No problem. No problem. As we come back into the office, uh, the betting is continuing. Kelly is at the desk (laughs) with Ryan explaining basically... I think how old school Netflix used to work. Which is, yeah, I was going to point this out. It's like, this is first issue Netflix. This is beta version, you know, with the DVD mail-in system, which did you ever use that by the way? No. Okay. My wife is such an old lady. (laughs) We got married in 2016. Okay. Up until 2017, three years ago, she was still using the Netflix DVD queue to get certain movies. Whoa. Because... I don't know. She's just, she finds these like obscure movies that she wants to watch and they're not streaming. And so you have to rent them. Okay. I could see that because I I think for me, what it was with Netflix is that if I wanted to rent a DVD, I would just go to Redbox. Oh yeah. And I get it the day of, and it was cheaper. Yeah. Like a buck 50. Yeah. And you didn't have to wait and all that stuff, but that is, that's not the case anymore. Redbox, (laughs) uh, dude, the rise and fall of Redbox already is just crazy too. Everything's streaming now. I I said I said like three years ago, three four years ago, Redbox needs to start a streaming service. Dude, they were so they're going to beef it. Yeah, and they're they gonna, did. They're going to take a one way trip to Beef Town if they're not careful. <laughs> one way, you're going uh, with the wolves. That's right. Yeah, out of here. Your time's Dang over. Uh, so Kelly's explaining how old old school Netflix works. Does she does she bring up the movie Love Actually? I think she does. Have you seen that film? Yes. It is garbage. It's horrible. <laughs> It's a bad, it's a bad movie. God. I do love romantic comedies though. Don't get me wrong. Like Along Came Polly, about oh, it. Sure, absolutely. I'm about it. Like those types of movies, let's watch them. Absolutely. But that's just a bad movie. It, oh, it, I, there's nothing else I can say except it's garbage. Mm-hmm. It is so bad. And it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, it's just not good. It gets pushed during Christmas time. Do yourself a favor. Yeah. Just watch the Hallmark Channel like the rest of us. All the storylines are the same. (laughs) Exactly. You can turn it on 80% of the movie and you know that she's trying not to break Brian's heart. That's right. By staying home for Christmas this year. You know exactly. You know that that she said something that he took wrong and if they would just talk about it, but no, he doesn't want to hear from her. And then in the last 15 minutes everything's going to get cleared up. They're yep. going to fall in love and either she's an assistant or a chef or a designer or, <laughs> or all of those exactly blogger. There you go. All those things. And now they're at the airport and she's got to make a decision. I will. I will. Exactly. <laughs> I will say, and I don't know why we're talking about Christmas movies uh, at the end of June. <laughs> really in a Christmas vibe tonight. Are you down for, did you watch the princess swap? Is it princess swap Wait, with what? Vanessa Hudgens? The prince is this the one that you showed us? Prince uh, no no no, that's the missile tones. Yes, and, the missile tones, dude. Oh my gosh. If ladies and gentlemen iconic. Okay, the Princess Switch. I don't know if I've seen this one. Okay, Princess Switch is on Netflix. It's Vanessa Hudgens. Okay. Decent. Alright. And I'm down for like I'm talking like these bad like Netflix Hallmark Christmas movies. Oh, yeah. That one I can sit through. It was decent. Alright. I'll have to check it out. Missile tones. It was good. Don't let it like that's blasphemy if you speak ill of the mistletones, okay? <laughs> it holds up for the Hallmark era, oh you know, like gosh. it's it's strong. We we watch that every year. It's so good. Um, let's see, where were we? I'm sorry. I got so obsessed with the mistletones right uh, now. <laughs> oh, okay, Netflix. Yep, there we go. So she's talking about Netflix, and as she's doing it, Ryan is just kind of like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, and he's just keeping her going, watching his clock. Yep. And it just as it continues to tick away, people are just walking and throwing money on his desk. <laughs> Uh, and so I guess the stakes were, oh, so the stakes were how long yeah. he could keep her talking about Netflix. Which, and, why would you bet against that with Kelly? Oh, like, sure. I would be like minimum 45 minutes, maybe. 
But like, what, what was uh, what was it that? Uh, uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, later on when Kevin talks about if anybody gives you ten thousand to one odds, <laughs> you take them. <laughs> if John Mellencamp ever wins an Emmy or an Oscar, an Oscar, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be a very rich man. Oh my gosh, he could totally do it. So the stakes were, I guess, keeping her talking. Uh, how many times that she could say awesome? Yeah, he could get her to say awesome, and then uh, how many t- how many romantic comedies she listed? Yeah, and so uh, every, a lot of people got a cut of that one. So that yeah. was pretty awesome. So we go back up to the roof. Michael and Dwight are there, and it looks like everything is ready to go. They're like ready for go time. Yep, but, but Michael's like a little bit hesitant. Of course, you're about to jump off a building. Absolutely. <laughs> For once, some sound judgment. <laughs> so he's like, you know, maybe we should run a test first. And he sends Dwight to the store to go get some watermelons. Yep. And it's going to be amazing. So the next bet that they are uh, throwing together over in the bullpen they're tr- they're gonna switch out Creed's apple for a potato. Which also, why would you bet against this? <laughs> Creed probably eats raw potatoes and onions every night for dinner. Like that's like part of his dietary like regimen. How do you? Why do you think he's so strong? <laughs> How do you think he's lived to be one oh six and still live in the office? Why do you think his mind is so nimble? <laughs> <laughs> potatoes. That's right. That's right. Uh, so. They they switch out the apple with a potato. He picks up the potato, takes a huge bite, and does not even notice. Which the bite he takes. I don't know the last time he bit into a raw potato. That's a crunch, dude. That's like a... You just bit off a rock almost. Like, good for Creed because he legitimately bites into that <laughs> potato. Like, method acting right there. <laughs> really getting into character. Oh, my gosh. And uh, Karen then, you know, makes a comment that she is basically... Doing terrible. She's getting cleaned yeah. out today. Yep. Not going well for her. So back up on the roof, Michael and Dwight are ready for the test. They've got the watermelon. Dwight throws the watermelon. It hits on target. It hits the trampoline. Takes a wicked bounce. <laughs> <laughs> wicked. Wicked bounce. And hits a car and explodes. Yep. And I love... <laughs> I love Michael's response here. Immediately, he's concerned if it's Stanley's car. He says for Dwight to call James P. Albini. <laughs> the, the offices of James P. Albini. <laughs> Who I'm assuming handles hate crimes. I don't know. <laughs> See if he handles hate crimes. And then put the trampoline in the bailer. <laughs> <laughs> What's <laughs> What's funny about this is what happens after he's, he's like, Dwight's like, I can't operate the bailer. And he says, we'll just have somebody do it. Have have Patch do it or whatever because he's so bad. And he's like, well, do you want me to get more watermelons? I have my, he says, my trunk is full. <laughs> to which my mind immediately went like, imagine Dwight getting pulled over on the way home after this. <laughs> like, sir, I want to I want to take a look at the trunk here. The it's running a little <laughs> low. You're running a little low there. You know, Heavy. just scraping the bottom of the <laughs> highway. The cop just opens the trunk like, what the hell? What the hell? <laughs> What is this? He's like, these are full of PCP, aren't they? <laughs> well, how much meth you got in these watermelons? Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, have Patch do it. Oh, my love. Call the offices of James P. Albini. It's the best name for a lawyer ever. I love that. Oh, my gosh. You know, one of the things interesting, okay, little side trail. One of the things that's interesting in California, I don't yeah. know if they have this in Texas. I don't see it here in Utah. Along all of the highways, mm-hmm. there are, like, these huge billboards for lawyers. Mm-hmm. 
and like a lot of them are in Espanol. It'll say accidentes. Yeah. And you have like some dude who's like looking all like dapper. Yeah. It's like two, 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 two. Yeah. There's always the like the most simple phone number. It's like, just open up your phone and scream lawyer and then it'll call my office. <laughs> oh my gosh. They're just everywhere in California. I don't see that anywhere else. Yeah. They're, so what I noticed too, cause on our road trip to Texas, leaving states where certain activities are legal and others are not. Oh uh, yes. You pass a lot of billboards. It's like, you got your car searched and detained for weed. Call oh, this lawyer. Geez. And I saw that billboard from like Colorado about halfway into Texas. And I was like, man, they're really pushing that. Yeah. So yeah. I know who to call, you know, it's you great. That's right. When you're leaving the old sin bin, you know, who to call. <laughs> the old sin bin and Dover, uh, where so you go to, for, I forgot the slogan where, already. <laughs> where you go to forget you're there. Yeah. Where you go to forget that you're there. That's right. Uh, so then back, so, so, uh, we, we threw the watermelon, it blew up on the car. Dwight needs to call James P. Albini. He also needs to put the trampoline in the baler. Yeah. He's now down in the, uh, bullpen. They have another idea. He shows up to Andy's desk. Sorry to Drew's (laughs) Drew Drew's desk. He lifts the shun to tell Andy that he needs to go get a moon bounce. (laughs) And, he then reshuns him, but then he unshuns him because Andy wants to know, like, can we get a bouncy castle? Do you want me to get a drawbridge? He unshuns. He's like, yeah, that sounds good. Reshun. <laughs> and then Andy's like, wait, I need petty cash. And he's like, shun. <laughs> walks off. Oh my gosh. Uh, and then back up on the roof, uh, Michael, he just, they got the, they got the bouncy castle. He's thinking too much about this. Like he just needs to do it. He needs to rock and roll. And Dwight just goes into that guitar solo. He's like, jump in on the roof. Tear a hole in the sun. Near and near. So good. Near and near Dwight then runs into the bullpen. Guys, Michael's on the roof and he's acting weird. Maybe he's depressed. He wants us to come see him die. <laughs> This is my favorite part of the episode, too, because it's really sudden, but he says, he wants you to come see him die, and Stanley's the first person that speaks up and goes, is it nice outside? (laughs) Not as Michael Oak, obviously, you can see through it, but is it nice outside (laughs) if we go watch him die? Do we need a sweater? No, it's it's really nice. You'll be fine. Uh, I forget what Andy says. Andy, again, says something here like, what? What's going on? Unshun. He wants us to come outside. (laughs) Reshun. Oh my gosh. So everybody r- runs out into the parking lot and Michael is up there and he's laying it on thick. Oh, my life. <laughs> the stress of my modern workplace <laughs> taking me to a deep depression. And Dwight is asking him, Michael, depression, isn't that just a fancy word for being bummed out? <laughs> Dwight, you ignorant slut. <laughs> 32,000 deaths, according to a 2004 study. <laughs> He's got his facts ready. I do he appreciate does. that. In the moment of him lamenting yeah. and contemplating taking his life, he's got the facts to back up this suicide. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Michael notices the warehouse guys are not there. And I love that it's at this point that Dwight like runs away from the crowd to have yep. like a sidebar with Michael on the roof. Uh, he, where are the warehouse guys? I didn't think we need him. Okay, Dwight needs to go get him. Um, Dwight runs into the warehouse. 
he has a megaphone. <laughs> Attention, blue collar workers. Attention, blue collar workers. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh my gosh. So he's getting all of them riled up to get out there as well. Yep. Now down in the parking lot during this time though, the the crew is kind of talking about betting and they're not sure if this is like real or not. There's some like the jury's still out on that a little bit. Yeah. And there's 10,000 to one odds that it's real. And <laughs> Kevin likes those odds. Kevin says, I'll take those odds. That's right. <laughs> and this is the point where he says, you know, if anybody gives you 10,000 to one odds, you take it. If John Cougar Mellencamp ever wins Oscar, I'm going to be a very rich man. <laughs> <laughs> Which I got to look up John Cougar Mellencamp. I know who he is, but I, I just cannot. I was the... born in a small town. Oh, yeah. John Cougar. Oh, I, he could act. Are you kidding me? I think he's been in movies. He's been in stuff. I've seen this guy's face. I'm going to say John Cougar Mellencamp movies. I feel like I've seen... Okay, he's been in the movie Falling from Grace, 1992. Mm. It's About You, 2010. He was in the movie Ithaca. Ithaca? With Meg Ryan, 2015. Okay, this guy, he... All right. Come on, John Mellencamp. Wait, was he in the new Footloose? Really? Wait, oh, no, no. Okay, soundtrack. Okay. Oh, whoa. I was like, what? Whoa. I, yeah, I almost. Oh, wait. Is, uh, oh, wait. He was not in these. I think he did the soundtrack for all these. Okay, actor, 29 credits. Okay. Let's see here. What is. <laughs> I just found this headline. John Mellencamp and Meg Ryan are engaged in 1993 is thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Because <my gosh. laughs> it's very spot on. Okay, I will say I'm going through and I'm looking at his IMDb. Um,. Pretty much everything is that he was in a music video. <laughs> yep. Frick. Never Come on, mind. John. Go get your Oscar. You need those 10,001 odds, bruh. But he could do it, right? You look at him, you're like, okay, this guy could play like a a dude. Yeah. Easily. Oh, yeah. <laughs> bartender. Maybe Philly bartender. There you go. There you go. Uh, all right. So Dwight brings the warehouse guys. I'm going to close out this tab about wolf attacks, just so you know. Yeah, you, need to, <laughs> you, need, you need to bookmark that one. <laughs> You're going to need those statistics. <laughs> um, so Dwight oh. brings the warehouse guys out and the, the whole shtick starts all over again. Oh, my life. Yeah. <laughs> the, just the same rehearsed, you know, lines. It's at this point that Kevin realizes, dang it, I lost that bet too. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my $10. That's right. Um, but as they're running through that whole thing, uh, Creed is around the corner uh, peeing and that's where they find the castle. Um, and it's at this point that Jim and Pam realize what the plan is. Yeah, the the real parents of the office step up yeah. right here because they're like, oh, no. Yes. Um, so uh, Pam is saying, hey, Michael, you really need to come down. I have a present for you. He wants to know what it is. She says, no, you got to come down and see. So he tells Dwight... <laughs> To confirm what the present is, tell him what it is. And Dwight is like, she's probably bluffing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's at this point that Dwight like understands, like they get him in on it. And he's like, oh, uh, yeah, there's a gift. It's a Replie Q1 Expo female robot. <laughs> <laughs> They're only available in Japan. That's, what he <laughs> That's right. Now, I had to... I had to Go ahead and Google. I can't wait to click on this robot. What the heck is a Q1 Replie Expo robot? Now, Actroid. Now, under the Wikipedia, 
uh, tab for Actroid. So it's like an actor android. Oh, it's like an animatronic at Disney. Now, if you scroll down, you see that second picture of the lady like in <laughs> the racing miniskirt? Yeah, what's the deal there? <laughs> Ripley AQ1 Expo robot. <laughs> this is what Dwight is talking about. And you know, I'm going to put this link in the show notes so you can go click on this and see there's no wonder why dwight wants this oh my god he's a creeper that's what it comes down yeah to. oh my geesh um but yeah they're like it says they appear highly realistic and they have servo motors and an ai that's crazy and dwight is officially a creeper. this one on the top is kind of like scary looking like she kind of looks so like a math real. teacher yeah <laughs> looks like she's about to like tell me about anatomy exactly Oh my gosh, Dwight would love that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we get there, we get a view into what the uh, perfect gift for uh, Dwight would be. Now it's at this point that Daryl decides that he's going to be the one to talk him down. Yep. And Michael is kind of upset because he's like, you know, what do I have to live for? <laughs> Daryl, Jan, lovely, lovely Jan. <laughs> he's trying to just think of anything. It is like a. Uh, what do you have to live for? Uh, about a good soda pop. <laughs> Love a good soda pop. Oh um, they can't think of anything, which is honestly more depressing than Michael trying to act like he has depression. Michael, if you do this, the wolves win. <laughs> <laughs> if you do this, it increases their count. Oh my gosh. Uh, so, you know, lovely, lovely Jan, you know, is that going good? And Michael, oh, it's complicated. The sex isn't as good. <laughs> <laughs> he's just yelling this to everyone he works with. It's like he's actually taken a turn to like, maybe I should jump. <laughs> yeah. He's like, maybe I should actually just do this. Uh, and then I just, oh, this is one of my favorite Daryl moments ever. He he starts to really give him the true pep talk. He's He says, Daryl, or Michael, you're, you're brave, man. It takes courage just to be you, to get out of bed every day knowing that you got to be you. <laughs> he says, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. You brave. He says, you're brave heart, man. <laughs> Michael turns to his left, looks right down the camera and goes, I brave heart. <laughs> I brave heart. I brave heart. Oh my gosh. You brave heart, man. Um, this just shows how much influence Daryl has on the office. Like Michael do anything for Daryl. He loves him so much. So awesome. So Michael then says he's coming down and he's coming down for his present. I'm <laughs> <laughs> coming down for my present. So then we get a little monologue from Michael and he talks about this idea that the office, that an office is, say, is as safe as the people who are in it. Um, and that those, uh, they, they can drive you to do crazy things uh, to show danger. And it's at this point where Michael says, you know, I saved a life today. It was, it was his own. Does that make him a hero? He can't say, but yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. He's a hero. Can't say it, but, but yes, it makes me a hero yes. to myself. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, and then right before the credits, we find out that indeed the watermelon did oh, smash gosh. on Stanley's car. I really hope they called James. Ah, they, they better have called James P. Albini. Oh my goodness. That's so awesome. Oh man. All right, so that brings us to the end of the episode. There we go. Good, good stuff. And as always, guys, we throw it out to you. We want to hear from you. What are your favorite parts? What uh, what resonated with you? So we head over to Instagram. We've got a couple here. Tiger underscore Hunter. Uh, number one, glad to see you guys back. Uh, thanks, Thank you. Dude. Thanks, man. Thank you, Tiger Hunter. We are glad to be back as well. Uh, it says, the best is when Creed comes back. <laughs> 
while zipping, <laughs> his, zipping fly. his fly. Because there's not a lot of Creed moments outside the potato scene no. in this one. And uh, both iconic Creed moments. Eating a potato and urinating in public. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Classic Creed. That's right. Uh, out sketching art over on Instagram. Their favorite part was Dwight, you ignorant slut. <laughs> Which definitely is one of the best. Yep. Uh, Anthony C. Marciano. Baylor, I hardly know her. <laughs> Baylor, I hardly know her. Uh, a couple more here. Uh, over on the Twitter machine, Merck with a movie blog, the watermelon gag when they hit Stanley's car always cracks me up, followed by them eating the smashed watermelon. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. It cuts to them like sharing some of that crushed watermelon together. Oh After it's all over his car. That's, That's so a good gross. one. Uh, oh, at Cap'n underscore awesome one. Which uh, they changed their their display name to Wear Your Mask. Oh, yeah. And it's a picture of Prison Mike with a bandana (laughs) as a mask. The purple bandana mask. That is very clever, sir. (laughs) So awesome. Uh, But their favorite part was the whole episode is great. And this isn't the the best scene. But when Dwight runs to get the warehouse workers and uses a megaphone when they're like six feet away, always kills me. (laughs) Attention, blue collar workers. (laughs) So awesome. And then last... But not least. My man. Tried and true. Here we go. Even after 49 days without an episode. I knew he wouldn't leave. That's right. At Still with us. Trump Boner Man. His favorite part was Kelly's Netflix rant. And he says, remember when Netflix just sent DVDs in the mail? Now we're all streaming The Office with it. Oh my gosh. That is so <laughs> weird to think about. And then uh, also Michael and Dwight's script for his demonstration. Yes. Yes, very, very well thought out. Do you think they're sitting in Michael's office and he's going, okay, you're going to be, you're going to say depression. Isn't that a word for just being <laughs> bummed out? And I'm going to say, Dwight, you ignorant slut. And it's just going to, it's going to be poignant for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, you know that Michael is invested in this screen. It's not happened yet, but we know threat level midnight's coming and we oh, know, yes. we know he has screenwriting ability. That's right. And so he was all over this, I'm sure. That's right. He knew what it would take to touch the heart. Yep. That's right. That's right. Awesome. Uh, as always, guys, thank you so much for uh, chiming in there and letting us know. We love to see and uh, interact with you guys. And so that's really awesome. For sure. Now that brings us to uh, the point in the episode where we like to head over to that good, good Dunder mm. Mifflin subreddit and look at some quality content. Oh, yeah. Now, I will say. Should I open it yet? Uh, not quite. Okay. Almost. Uh, if you want to see what we're about to talk about and to check it out, then you can go to the show notes in your podcast player and you will see a link that says Dundee winner. Mm-hmm. Click on that and you can see what we're looking at. Now here's the deal. I'm so I did, excited to open this. I did not sort by new this time. Oh, this is a good, this is, this is not you, man. I know, I know, I know. But, but this one's good. I did. Here's what I'll say. Is, is it good in the sense that it's going to make you laugh? No. <laughs> All right. Perfect. But is it poignant for the time? Yes. As long as it doesn't have wolves in it, I'm ready. Well, uh, have a good day, everybody. No, No, so you go ahead and click on that. The title for the post is Wife Got Me a New Mask. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This is good. This is solid. This is is great. So I don't, we haven't hit this episode yet, but uh, this will be for a later episode. But in this season of Corona, when everybody should be wearing their mask. Yep. It is the, it is literally the least you could do. Yep. To help your fellow man. Uh, it says, wife got me a new mask. And it's a picture of a green face mask 
that says on it, Michael Scott's Dunder Mifflin, Scranton, Meredith Palmer, Memorial Celebrity Rabies Awareness Pro-Am Fun Run Race for the Cure. For the cure. <laughs> I remember that voicemail, the way Michael says it. This is great. If this is available for purchase, I would like the link if anybody finds it. Um, this is a great mask. That is actually, there's a ton of people in the comments saying, how do I get one? Where can I buy this? All that stuff. Man, it's great. Are you wearing a mask, Caleb? Of course, man. Of course. I actually, I ordered this. I've I've ordered too many. <laughs> I keep getting on the mask hype train. One I got was great. It's from this dude that makes wallets oh, baby. in Oklahoma. Is this a Check Etsy? out his stuff. This is this is a, an Etsy link? It's a free plug. <laughs> nice. No, it's not an Etsy link. It's uh, it's from a guy named Simpleton Goods, but he used to make, nice. or he still does, but he makes a lot of leather wallets and uh, belts and just man, like mercantile type stuff. Oh, I'm seeing this. It's Simpleton. Simpleton Goods. Goods.com. Yeah. And he made some masks that were super great. Um, ordered some of those. Then I ordered one with my Texas roots. There's just a story called Texas Humor. Oh, ordered no. this sweet mask that says Howdy on it, but it's too <laughs> freaking small. So, Dude, that's a, that's a thing, dude. It like rips my ears off, and I so I that. can't wear it. And so I've got a good like spandex one to go to in the car when I'm pumping gas and stuff. But spandex, the one from Simpleton's like my my going out attire. So SimpletonGoods.com. Simpleton oh, here Goods. we go. Face masks. Great Let stuff. Me... Check them out. Oh dang. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's Sports like, small businesses. You it's know, got like the freaking like Bolero. Like yeah, it's like a the bead thing on it. Like yeah, and it doesn't go the way it's set up. Is it? the tension pulls on the back of your head instead of your ears. Yeah. So it doesn't rub your ears raw. Heck yeah. You know, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, we don't like, we're not getting paid for this. We're not plugging this because of anything other than everybody should be wearing a mask right now. So I'm going to go ahead and put that in the show notes too. If you go down, you go uh, into the show notes, you're going to see simpletongoods.com slash collection slash face mask. Yeah. And there's some good ones there. That's all. We got to be coronavirus guys. That's right. We got to be coronavirus mainly for football. That's right. If football's not back, I don't know what I'm going to do. Baseball's coming back. Wear your mask if you want to see football. That's right. That's it. That's, that is the new slogan. Yeah. If you want football, wear your mask. (laughs) Awesome. Well, hey, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. It's good to be back. It is great. Thank you guys for hanging in here. I know that was a pretty pretty big hiatus from us, but... uh Excited to be back and, and shake the rust off together. So That's it's right. going to be nice. And we are coming up on episode 50, by the way. It's here, dude. Holy cow. A couple more weeks. We're doing a cake or what? We said we were going to do a cake uh, for 5,000 downloads and we didn't do that, but <laughs> <laughs> it just got away from us. We should do something like something that we wouldn't typically do. I don't even know what it is. What can we do be. for 50? I know. For, for episode 50, 50. We should eat something crazy like frog legs or something. We'll, we'll get back on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say no to the frog legs idea <laughs> oh now ahead of time. Maybe wolf. I don't know if you can eat wolf. Can you eat wolf? I don't think we should. It made me think of my dog too much. It made me cry. Yeah, that's rough. Okay. Um, <laughs> really detouring this ending here. Ladies but, and gentlemen, yeah. <laughs> Kayla Polk will eat dog food. Episode 50. 50. <laughs> all right. Thanks for volunteering me for that. Uh, <laughs> we'll figure it out. But yeah. guys, yeah, we're coming up on episode 50. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show and for sticking sure. with us. We really appreciate it. As always make sure you subscribe leave us that rating tell a friend please and check us out on patreon uh, patreon.com slash an office pod we're heading over to the after party and we're going to talk about office accidents here we go and there will be blood there will be blood in both stories oh baby all right well hey until next time i'm rob i'm caleb and this was everybody, everybody in, in the, the conference, conference room. room all right let's head over to poor richards